Yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back. Um, so, yeah, a, a little late start today. Um, but, yeah, so shout out to Android Stud. Uh, I follow him on, on Instagram. And uh, he posted something on Instagram today, literally talking about uh, the Pixel 6. Kimon, what's going on? Welcome to the broadcast, man. Appreciate you for being here. Um, and so... It wasn't too long ago where I did a live stream and I was talking about the Google Pixel 6. And I made mention, you know, obviously that the Pixel 6 was going to be using their own processing chip since they've been learning to manufacture their own processing chip from Samsung as a joint partnership um, and also getting foldable technology from Samsung for the Pixel Fold. So I said um, that Google would be using their own processing chip. And... Um, a couple of people that I know decided to hit me up and tell me that that was not the case. It was uh, it was being thrown around rumored that uh, Google, again, was going to use another 700 series chip. And I was a little bit, uh, you know, downhearted about it because I'm like, wait a minute. Like, why would they do that? You know, they uh, obviously have been working on this for quite some time. And, uh, you know, I just felt like that it was time for them to kind of just move away from Qualcomm and use their own chip. <laughs> I mean, it just, it just made sense for them to do that. So, um, yeah, I was like, I was just, I was just bummed out. I was just like, okay, you know what? This totally blows. <laughs> this sucks. And, um, but then nine to five Google dropped this about seven hours ago. I read it and, uh, I wanted to talk about it today. So, uh, without further ado, let's just kind of bring this up here, but to the nerdtron we go. <laughs> Uh, so it says right here, basically, exclusive Pixel 6 will be powered by the new Google-made Whitechapel chip. So they don't have an official name for the uh, the processing chip for Google, but it is uh, codenamed Whitechapel. And so it goes on to just discuss that a little bit. So uh, reading this verbatim, uh, it says that 9to5Google can report today that Google's upcoming phones for this fall, including the presumed Pixel 6, will be among the first devices to run on the GS101 Whitechapel. Okay, so I guess that's that's their a code for the processing chip, uh, the GS101. Mm, sounds bland. <laughs> I don't know, it doesn't sound very googly to me. Uh, nonetheless, uh, during an earnings call last fall, uh, Google CEO Sundar Pichai teased some deeper investments in hardware, and that's... Uh, that there was a terrific roadmap ahead in 2021. Uh, many interpreted that as a confirmation that Google would be developing their own processors and an effort codenamed Whitechapel. Uh, first rumored in early 2020, Whitechapel is an effort on Google's part to create their own systems on a chip, so SOCs, uh, to be used in Pixel phones and Chromebooks alike. So... Um, Similar, similar into uh, how Apple uses their own chips in an iPhone and, I'm, and, and Mac computers, um, Google was said to be co-developing Whitechapel with Samsung, whose Exynos chips rivals Snapdragon processors in the Android space. Uh, per that report, Google would be ready to launch devices with Whitechapel chips as soon as 2021. According to documentation viewed by 9to5Google, this fall's Pixel phones will indeed be powered by Google's Whitechapel platform. Uh, in the document, Whitechapel is used in connection with the codename Slider, a reference we've also found in the Google Camera app. From what we can piece together, we believe Slider is a shared platform for the first Whitechapel SoC. Internally, Google refers to this chip as GS101, with GS potentially being short for Google Silicon. So kind of getting dicey there um looking at other projects connected to slider we find that the code name is also directly connected to samsung including references to samsung exynos from the references it seems that whitechapel is being developed with samsung uh, semiconductors system large-scale integrations division meaning that google chips will have some um commonalities with Samsung Exynos, including software components. Okay, that doesn't sound very good. <laughs> I'm sorry to say, hey, Ben, how's it going, man? Appreciate you for coming in. Uh, that doesn't sound very good because there is some slight problems with Exynos, at least that I can remember. Uh, I don't know if Exynos chips have gotten better or worse. Uh, 
but I was never really a big fan of the Exynos chip. So this doesn't seem promising on Google. Well, let's read on. Um, the first phones to be built on this slider platform are Raven and Oriole, two pixel code names that, that uh, we leaked last year. We reported that those two phones are set to be released side by side this fall, presumably as the Pixel 6 and a phone that hopefully isn't called the Pixel 5a 5G. So more than likely the uh, Pixel 6XL, more than likely. Uh, hey, Tito, stopping by to say hi. Gita's also live. Oh, I'm sorry. I mean, go ahead and uh, go ahead and watch Gene's live stream. You guys can always come back and watch my watch the replay on this later. Um, I should have checked, man. I feel so bad right now because Gene is on. But um, yeah, uh, if if Gene is his live stream before me, then you know I'll still be here. Come on in. All right, later, man. Let's see. Enjoy my buy of the S twenty one Ultra two fifty six gigs for two hundred and fifty bucks. That's a pretty good deal, man. Good job. I like that. Glad you're enjoying it. Um. Okay, well, yeah, let's just hope that they're not calling the bigger version the Pixel 5a 5G. Let's just hope it is 6XL. 6XL or 6 Pro. I really don't want them to go with 6 Pro. <laughs> I don't want them to go with 6 Ultra. Maybe like like uh, 6 Mega. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't know what they would call it. 6XL just seems to be really weird too, man. It just sounds like I'm buying a T-shirt. It's like, what'd you buy? I bought the 6XL. <laughs> it's like, dude, are you that big? No. <laughs> Anyways, bad joke there. Uh, putting it all together, this falls made by Google phones will not use chips made by Qualcomm, but will instead be built on Google's own Whitechapel hardware platform for assistance from Samsung. Uh, Google declined to comment on the story. So I guess they reached out to Google and Google did not respond back. Okay. So anyways, uh, okay. So the elephant in the room, um, literally Google going with their own uh, processor chip. Why? Why Why all of a sudden to do that? I mean, that's, that's a question that people ask is why now? Like, you know, they've been using Qualcomm since the first Pixel. Why switching over? And I think it's just, you know, Google taking more control of the Pixel line. And I can't fault them for wanting to do that. I think that that's actually a pretty good idea that they would go that route and just start making their own processing chip for their own phones. I mean, literally for the longest time, Google's been trying to find a way to, to compete on the levels, you know, with, with, with Apple and the iPhone. Now I'm not saying that they're directly in competition with each other because Apple always tends to go premium. They always got to have premium build and premium components for a premium feel. And Google tends to kind of shift other ways. While a lot of people tend to go premium and have high prices, Google recently learned that you can get more pixels in people's hands if you just kind of lower the price tag. And so they did make shortcuts with the Pixel 5. A lot of people weren't too happy with those shortcuts. But um, at, at the end, those people who ended up did, you know, picking up the Pixel 5 uh, weren't too disappointed. OK, me, I wasn't disappointed at all. Um, this is a, it'd be cool if we see uh, Pixel devices get five years of software updates like the iPhone. And that's something that we could probably see with Google going their own hardware is because obviously if they're building their own chips in-house along with their own hardware devices in-house, which means that they would have the say in government about just about how long one of their phones would have a life life expectancy for. And they could go five years, five years, you know, I think would be maximum that I would go because at the end of the day, they're in it to make money. So, you know, it's got to kind of be met in the middle on both sides of the spectrum, right? We wanting a phone to last longer, but then wanting people to upgrade too. So five years max, four years is good. Three years is where we're at right now. It's okay. Um, but then in terms, I want to kind of clarify that five, I want to say five, uh, at least, at least four, at least four OS updates. So five years of support, but four OS updates. Cause I'm pretty sure by the fifth, by the fifth um, software update, like full software update, the phone's going to be like completely obsolete to even run those things. Uh, ben says, uh, Verizon gave me $600 trade in for my S20 fan edition and Best Buy took $400 off instantly. Wow. That is a good deal. Hell of a good deal, man. Nice. So you pretty much got a thousand dollars off. <laughs> That's sweet. That's sweet, man. Um, I don't know if I could ever go back to Samsung. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> I just, I don't think I can do it. Uh, Samsung is just really, I don't know. To me, if I was to put it in context of having like a cake, 
Samsung is like a type of cake that looks good, um, has a very good taste to it, but it's just overly sweet. That's how I would define Samsung if it was a cake. Uh, I guess it's the reason why like, I'm, I'm pretty much like a huge fan of Pixels because uh, Pixels kind of bring that you know, good flavor, good taste, but it's not overly sweetened. So it's like in that, it's like that, um, what was it? Uh, Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It's just right. Um, but yeah, definitely uh, would want to see Google do more as far as like life expectancy for pixels, the length and time that a pixel will last. I think that's that's key right there. But also this could be a shot in the foot to Google if they don't execute properly. So at this point right now, with them using their own processing chips, there's no excuse. There is absolutely no excuse by Google why there should ever be any issues with any future pixels that are going to be completely like detrimental to the name itself because everything is in-house now. I mean, they could try to pass the blame onto Samsung and say, well, it's Samsung and the way that they developed the Exynos. And, but then people will just throw it back in Google's face and be like, well, you knew that. I mean, don't you have access to Google to search that? The Exynos chips kind of tend to have problems. You know what I'm saying? So this, this is make or break for the big G company. There, there's, there's nothing else at this point. Excuse-wise, there's nothing else at this point. They can't blame it on Qualcomm. They can't do nothing that, that, that has nothing to do with that anymore. They're completely left. And I think for those people who were like, you know, it's been rumored that they're going to go with another 700 series chip. I think maybe the rumors got a little bit confused and maybe that is pertaining to Pixel 5a because the Pixel 5a is going to come. They are going to bring a Pixel 5a. It, I don't see why they would, you know, but they're going to. Um, a lot of specifications that's being rumored about the Pixel 5a pretty much mirror images to Pixel 4a 5g. So, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, shoot. The only thing that I would say... Uh, and if someone wants to ask me, should I go and just, you know, get a new Pixel 4a 5G or should I wait and get the Pixel 5a? I would say get the 4a 5G. And one major reason why is because if you opt for the 4a 5G, you have a good chance of literally um, being able to back up your photos with the unlimited high res quality to uh, Google Photos. That would be one of the main benefits if you were to compare the 5 the 5a to the 4a 5G. I would opt for a 5G just for that, you know, because any future pixel is not going to have the unlimited high resolution quality. This is something that, you know, I mean, I never really tossed it around because I really wanted Google to keep Google photos open enough for everybody to back up high res, you know, quality photos unlimited. Uh, and instead of putting limitations on it and having it counts against their cloud storage, whether they use Google drive or the, or they're subscribed to Google one, and if they opted for the uh, 100 gigabyte, 200 gigabyte, you know, um, one terabyte, two terabyte, whatever option they opt, opt for, I wouldn't want it to count against that. Um, I know that nothing lasts forever. Nothing is fully unlimited in life. And eventually things have limitations put on it. I get it. I totally get it from the big G company had to go that route. Um, but I would have at least given the Pixel 5a and Pixel 6 as the last running devices to be able to do the unlimited high-res quality backups to Google Photos before taking that away from everybody and having it count against their actual cloud storage allotment. Um, because there's going to be a lot of people who's really going to uh, give the Pixel 6 a try. I would love to buy it this year. If it's not superly expensive, I may be able to. But if it's going to cost me an arm and a leg, it's you know, going to be a little bit of time after it's released before I even get one. Hey, Gene, what's going on, man? Dude, I'm sorry that I went live the same time as you. I hope you didn't end your live stream um, ahead of schedule, man. I, I hope you I hope you, you got to run your live stream as long as you wanted to, man. I'm so sorry, man. I, I didn't mean to. Uh, <laughs> hey, Michael, welcome back. Uh, but anyways, so... The reason why that is is because with the Pixel 6, a couple of rumors that's being tossed around that I'm actually quite excited for uh, makes all the sense to me that they should be doing this. And that is, one, it's no longer going to be using the Sony IMX363 camera anymore. It, you know, They're going to finally upgrade the camera sensor in it. So we're not getting that 12.2 megapixel Sony IMX363 sensor in the back. It's, it's getting a new sensor. So a new sensor um, coupled with uh, Google's AI to correct imperfections in a photo and balance the photo. 
um, means that we're going to get better photography out of the Pixel 6. And so while a lot of people are going to be taking a lot of photos because they're going to want to test this, they're going to want to make sure that, you know, this, this is exactly what it's supposed to be. They're not going to have the, the, the high res quality backup. That's the really crappy part about it. So I don't know. I mean, there's still time for Google to do it because like what we got a couple of months is like what June is when the unlimited uh, high res backups ends for most Android devices, except for the pixels uh, five and older. So um, they could change their mind and they can give it to the five and can give it to the six. And it's not unlikely that they might that, that they, that, you know, that they wouldn't do that. Because um, the Pixel and Pixel XL was supposed to stop at a certain point, but Google ended up giving it one more year of support. So it ended up getting four years of uh, security support and two OS updates. So we'll see. Um, but, you know, as this comes down to Google doing their own, um, their own processing chip, uh, to me, that, 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 that's a good state. Because even when people were saying that it wasn't going to do that, and it was going to go with another 700 series chip, and people were kind of bummed out, I was like, okay, it it was still salvageable, only because you know we are expecting a foldable Pixel this year, um, thanks to Google's partnership with Samsung. And so, if that happens, let's say they did go 700 series on the Pixel Six and Six XL, at least the fold would definitely get the processing chip from Google. Um, which then means that those who buy the Pixel Fold will be able to actually see how well the processing chip handles. So, I mean, if you guys want to look at it at your leisure time, just Google search GS101. That is the name of the chip that's coming from Google. Uh, GS, obviously, standing for Google Silicon. And you can read up more on it or just, you know, Google search uh, um, Project Whitechapel and read more on it uh, just to kind of get more information about it. But this is actually good news. I'm, I'm actually happy to hear that the six and uh, the six XL, which, you know, we're assuming the six XL is what the other device is. Raven, um, codename Raven is obviously the pixel six, uh, codename Oreo, uh, has to be the six XL has to be, I mean, why would they call it a five, a five G that would be stupid. Uh, let me catch up with some of the chats here. Uh, Bobby Warren's in here. Hey, how's it going? Welcome. Uh, Gene says, uh, I mean, how long will Google be in the phone business before they stop making phones? Uh, Microsoft stopped uh, making the Windows phones. Microsoft didn't make any phones. Uh, plus, I ended up getting uh, the S Pen case. Uh, the note functionality really works with uh, the large screen. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people are going that route with the S21 Ultra and they get, you know, with the S Pen and then buying the case, obviously, so you can stash the S Pen. Because they, 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 I don't know why they didn't just build the S21 with a port for the S Pen, like the Note. I mean, like, they don't have to call it a Note just because the S Pen's built into it. They can still call it the S21 Ultra. I don't know. Never understood that. Uh, yeah, Gene, Windows never made phones. They made an operating system on Windows Mobile OS, and that eventually killed away. And it only killed away because there was no um, app, app development support for applications. So you didn't have a lot of like applications that you do on Android and on iOS. Nobody's buying it. No one's going to buy a Windows phone if the only uh, functional app that works on there would be Facebook and Twitter. And then at one point or at, at, at the end of its lifespan, I think Instagram finally had an official Windows app. But it was already too late because people that use Snapchat, people that use other social platforms, they couldn't get an official one. There was third party ones built by third party developers, but people didn't trust logging into their Snapchat using a third party app that would access Snapchat for you because you're giving away your logins and so yeah that's that's how windows went down um google is in it for the for the long haul at this point right now we're already going into the sixth iteration of it um and it is making sales Uh, pixels are making sales the pixel 5 sold pretty good uh the pixel 4a sold phenomenally good it sold more than the 3a did and uh the 4a 5g is still selling today um, there are people who are just like, I'm not going to, you know, I want a bigger phone than the Pixel 5. And so the 4A 5G happened to fit that bill. And even though it lacks certain things that the Pixel 5 has, it well makes up for it in size and also 5G connectivity, especially if you get the one that has millimeter wave support, you're golden. So you're good. Um, the Google has long-term plans for phones this week. They made a business deal with T-Mobile. Exactly. Exactly. You're right, Michael. I, I covered that. I think I heard this news. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I covered that. I covered um, the T-Mobile and Google Venture together 
obviously um and this came at a time where basically t-mobile failed with t-vision so they would like kind of co- cover that up you know you're getting um exclusive deals with um youtube tv but then also you get like other services too including that t-mobile has already said that they're going to really emphasize and push rcs messaging and so um phones sold on t-mobile on the android side will have android messages as default t-mobile will assist with the push for rcs messaging even samsung devices come 2022 that are sold on t-mobile will have the android messages at default and not samsung messages so yeah uh google and the pixels is in for the long haul um you know, in, in, in total, because I am a pixel geek, I am totally afraid of just how this is going to go. I would love for it to be a, a, a smooth launch with Google and its first processing chip on its own phone. But Google tends to let us down. And that's my only thing. I mean, I'm going to be real with everybody. I am a pixel fan, but I'm not biased to say that everything that Google puts out is golden. There's things that Google puts out that's literally crap. And then they also have the tendency to kill things. Um, so, you know, they, you know, could this, I mean, could <laughs> my fear is, is that they're going to do this processing chip. It's going to come up with the pixel six, the pixel six XL and the pixel fold or pixel, whatever they're going to call it, pixel roll. I don't know what they're going to call it. Google always has a weird name of naming things, but then will this be the only one that comes out with a dedicated chip from Google um, known as a GS101 because, uh, you know, people are like, nah, they're going to do more. They're going to do more. We thought the same thing with Project Soli and the Pixel 4 and 4XL, you know, um, facial recognition unlock and gestures, you know, um, hand movement gestures. And that only lasted one iteration because Project Soli wasn't prevalent in the Pixel 5. And I remember I was reading something on... Um, on the chat forums with Google, people were talking about the pixels and stuff. And someone was like, Oh yeah, you know, the pixel five would have been $799 if they re-implemented uh, project solely back in. And then my thing was, so why didn't they do it? <laughs> what? I mean, there were rumors about a pixel five pro or a pixel five S. So they could have just brought solely like project solely back in and made a pro version of the pixel five and put, Project Soli back in and called it the Pixel 5S. <laughs> and then you could have enjoyed the facial unlock and the uh, hand moments. I mean, the only time that I am appreciative of the Pixel 5 having the fingerprint uh, sensor on the back is for the fact that when I go out and I got to wear a mask and I need to unlock my phone, my fingerprint can just do it automatically. Um, but I do like fa- facial recognition unlock. I, I kind of I like it. So I, you know, I, I don't have a problem using it. Then as times I end up switching my visible SIM from my Pixel 4a back into my Pixel 4 just to rock the Pixel 4. Um, this is one of those things that that I really like. Uh, you know, I think it's I think it's cool. I like geeky tech and stuff like that. And so, you know, I doubt Chris Perla would see this, but if he does, the only thing that I would say to Chris is, Chris, you're not having a great time with the OnePlus 9 Pro from what you're talking about um, the, the things that you see uh, within the uh, user experience as far as scrolling, I know what you're talking about, Chris, and I know you just unboxed the OnePlus 9. If the OnePlus 9 doesn't work out, Chris, I would say just get a Pixel 5 for now. <laughs> just get a Pixel 5. It's it's not bad. I, I feel bad that his Pixel 4 XL just crapped out on him, and so like he feels like he's stuck between a rock and a hard place because he can't... Um, he literally uh, can't, uh, like, he just, he wanted to get a new phone. And so um, after his 4XL crapped out, that was time for him to get a new phone. And if anyone follows Chris Perillo, you guys know he's, he's not a, he's not a phone enthusiast. So he wants to buy a phone that's going to work for a long time. And then that's pretty much it. You know what I mean? So I felt bad for him because he was like, he was so excited to try a OnePlus device. So he was going to, you know, he got, he ordered the OnePlus 9 Pro and then he reported his disappointment on it. Now, people are giving him crap for it, but you know what? Um, people see things differently, and not everybody is the same narrow-minded you know, robot. And so for what he wants, he's not getting out of it. And, of course, he's not going to go back to iOS because the way that the iOS software is, he's got, he's got a lot of bones to pick with it, and it's just not worth the headache. So he was happy on the Google Pixels. 
he he got the Pixel 3 XL, then he ended up getting the Pixel 4 XL. He was okay on, on the Google Pixels. Obviously, he sees some things that goes on uh, with the whole stock Android experience on the Pixels that, you know, I mean, he's not saying that it's the most perfect device out there, but I mean, it, at least it made him happy to use it. And so, yeah, now he's trying OnePlus. And so I just want to say to Chris, if the OnePlus 9 doesn't work out for you as the OnePlus 9 Pro didn't work out for you, then take it from me, buddy. Just go with the Pixel 5. And, you know, you know, I'll be disappointed. That's all I got to say on that. Uh, lately, there's just been some things going on that I want to address. I've been talking about it for the last couple of days, obviously. We know um, Periscope is gone. <laughs> okay. Periscope is gone. There's nothing we can do about it. It's gone. Of course, we've talked about how you know everyone should implement. Uh, well, Twitter should implement the things that that uh, Periscope had into Twitter Live, so you know, um, make it much more interesting. Uh, Red Rum, welcome in. How you doing? Um, and I think it was on Spaces last night. And oh, by the way, guys, after this broadcast is done on Twitter, if you're following me, I am actually going to open up Spaces. I've got to try it. I've got to use it because if not, they will take it away. Uh, according to last night, I was I was listening in on Dan's space on Twitter. I had uh, Dan, um, Josh, we had um, Apple Watts, and Sneed was in there. And Apple Watts had said that he had had access to Twitter spaces, but because he didn't use it, they took it away from him because it's still in beta right now. It hasn't been fully rolled out on Twitter. Um, so because I have access, access to it now, I need to use it. So I am actually going to open up a space just to chat um after this broadcast is over maybe like half an hour after this broadcast is over so i can eat dinner first and then come back and chill um but yeah i'm gonna open up a space tonight it's open discussion doesn't have to do with tech just to hang out chit chat whatever on twitter for a little while of course you cannot screen record spaces i've tried i tried to see that if i had spaces going and if i turned on um screen record will it record the audio it recorded video so it recorded what was on my display on twitter but the audio was not recorded so um, there is some protection there. So I hope to see some people pop in and out. I may be talking a little bit about Godzilla versus Kong. As I watched it again last night, again, for the second time, caught some things in there and uh, building up to doing like a full review of the movie. Um, but anyways, so Twitter being that, uh, last night on Spaces, everyone was talking about it. Eventually they brought up about Periscope's demise. And then people were like, you know, Carlos is taking it pretty bad. Um and I understand where Carlos is coming from. I'm not going to, you know, make fun of Carlos at all whatsoever. You know, I understand where he's coming from. The way he feels about Periscope being gone, that's the way I felt about Google Plus being taken away. The moment I got notified that Google Plus told me that I had until this date to take my stuff that I want off because Google Plus was shutting down and only businesses were going to have access to it, I really thought it was unfair because Google Plus was my space to go to to uh, get away from all the, you know, the, the the bullshit type things you find on social media. And it was taken away. So I know exactly where Carlos is coming from. Uh, let's see. Let me catch up with these. Uh, but will Google have on their phone facial unlock while wearing your mask like Apple has on their new iPhones? I don't know. I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you if they're going to do that or not. Um, I doubt it because the Pixel 5 did not bring Project Soli to it. That's what I was talking about earlier so uh the pixel 6 of all the rumors if project solely was making a return on the pixel 6 that would have been one of the main things being leaked out right now is to let everyone know hey facial recognition unlock on the pixel 6 is coming back so i don't think they're going to i don't know if they're going to do in display biometric or if they're going to continue with the biometric sensor on the back of the phone me personally i don't want in display biometric fingerprint i just no i just don't think it, i don't want it there I don't care if people are like, oh, cool, your fingerprint sensor's under your display. I could give a shit about it. You know, on the back, it works just fine. That's just me. So I don't know if they will have um, facial recognition. I, there's no word of Project Soli returning back to uh, the newer Pixels. Maybe the Pixel 7 might have it. Who knows? Um, on my Pixel, I got from the Google Store has no software updates. What do you mean it has no software updates? That's not likely. <laughs> That's not likely. Check. Because usually for, for Google Pixels, our software um, security updates or, or, or security patches usually comes on the 5th of every month. So like the last one I got was March 5th, and then April 5th will be the next one. Let's see. Uh, 
Google has finally released an Android OS in the US market that is not full of bloatware and is like uh, Android OS. What do you mean? Do you mean um, Android Go? Because um, Android Go was used a lot overseas and like uh, in, in countries like India, South Africa, places where their broadband connection is not the same as ours. And so giving them a light mobile OS to use that wasn't so demanding, it didn't cache all the time, and um, it wasn't, you know, like processor hungry and, and RAM hungry. Um, that actually worked for a lot of people out there. So, you know, e- even in China, um, Android Go was, was, really, was really pushed. So that's what you're talking about. Uh, if you like Android and prefer light OS, yeah, the Android Go edition is great. Yeah, Android Go. Who was it? RJ from C- from CV Tech. He used Android Go, but he didn't like it. I don't know exactly what he was trying to do on it, but I really believe that the that the OS itself is made for light use. It's not made for heavy things and stuff like that. So it's not made to to power like playing Google Stadia on it. Because like, see, when they announced Android Go, I was superly excited for it, only because I was like thinking that you would be able to flash this on an older phone and bring it up to date. So like I was thinking that I can get a file from Google for Android Go stock and unlock the bootloader on the LG G Stylo, the very first Stylo release from LG. I was going to be able to unlock the bootloader on that and then install this thing on it and bring it up to Android Go 11. Because you could. You know, the the device uh, limitations is that it's got to have at, at least a gig of internal storage and 512 megabytes of RAM, and Android Go can run on it. Hopefully Google doesn't kill off Android Go edition. Oh, geez, it keeps launching my um, assistant. No, they're not going to kill it off. The reason they're not going to kill it off is because it's globally used. Right. And it's not used here in America, you know, often only because, you know, we have the network infrastructure to support a lot of what we do on these flagship devices. Right. So we have that just like Japan does. And, and China is building towards that. But like South Africa, India, um, out in the Middle East in certain areas, they don't have that. And so Android Go devices will function and work properly, you know, even on networks as old as, you know, 3G and 2G. So. Yeah, I don't see them killing Android Go anytime soon. Let's see. It's a refurbished device, my Pixel 3. It updates. It updated from Android 10 to Android 11 in one shot when I got it home, and that's how far it went. Are you sure you're not getting any, uh, any security patch updates? Because even if it's refurbished, just because it's refurbished doesn't negate the fact that it's a Pixel phone. You know what I mean? Like, I can send my Pixel 5 to a refurbished factory, have them refurbish my Pixel 5 and send it back to me. And the moment that I sign into a Google account and I check for a system update, if it's behind on security patches, it will update. The update is there because it doesn't change the phone. It's still like, let's say it's a Pixel 3, right? It's not going to change the fact that it's a Pixel 3. And Pixel 3s are not knocked off the market yet. They're, They're still supported. Unless your phone is a Pixel 2, if your phone is a Pixel 2 or a 2XL, it's no longer going to get software updates. And I have a Pixel 2. Hold on. I'll show you what my Pixel 2 looks like. Um, but you should know if it's a Pixel 3 or not. But anyways. Try not to knock over the microphone. Okay. So... This right here is my Pixel 2. As you can see, the camera is more on the, the inside. The flash is on the outside of it. So when you look at it, on the Pixel 3, the camera is on the outside. The flash is on the inside. And then, of course, one of the biggest key things here is that it has the 16 by 9 aspect ratio display instead of an 18 by 9. So you do have a top bezel, bottom bezel with the front firing speakers. So that's the Pixel 2. This is no longer supported by Google. Um, I can turn it on right now, and there's no security patches for it. The last security patch it got was December 2020, and that was it. It's no longer going forward. I mean, it updated from Android 9 to Android 11 in one shot. Yeah. Um, And obviously, it's going to bypass that, you know. I mean, do you really want to sit there and like go from like Android 9 to Android 10, and then once it boots back up, 
You got to do another update from Android 10 to Android 11. Kind of cool that it went it went in one shot. It went all the way back up. At least you're getting the software updates. Twitter is barely learning how to build a live stream platform. Portino had a video with well, it wasn't it wasn't the live stream that was like that because the live stream was smooth on Twitter. The live stream was fine. It was when I saved a copy of the live stream. So after I was done live streaming on Twitter, when I ended the live stream, you know, you have all these, these little different options that you can do. You can share it to another platform, but it, it had save where I can save it to my phone. So I clicked that and it saved it to my phone. And that's how the video saved. So there could have been a glitch when basically downloading a copy of it. It could have glitched, and that's how the file came out. But, I mean, like, when I play the video back, it sounds just the way it did when I uploaded it to YouTube, where I really sounded like I was slowed down. And I was, like, doing, like, some kind of demonic movements. Um, that's just how the, the file saved. It could have been just a bad download. That happens from time to time. I haven't really tried to live stream again and then try to save it. But I do know, like, if you live stream for, like, an hour on Twitter, it's not going to let you save that entire hour. But if your live stream is maybe, like, under 10 minutes or something like that, you can save a copy of it and then upload it somewhere else. But it was bad. <laughs> Twitter's got a way to go to to update its Twitter live to what Periscope was. Because it was run by the same thing. Periscope is owned by Twitter. The Google store said, uh, I'm... Said, I'm there now, guaranteed software updates until October 2021. Yeah, because uh, the the Pixel 2s ended December. I don't know why they're ending uh, support for the Pixel 3 on October 2021. I think they should just continue the trend and give it uh, two more months. Because, I mean, what, what, how hard would it be to continue software support until December for security patches? It doesn't have to update it to Android 12, but it could continue to give it security patch updates until December uh, 2021. Because I know this year I'm actually going to upgrade my dad's phone because he's on the Pixel 3. So I'll probably end up giving him a Pixel 4a and updating him to that. So, um, you know, he'll, he'll still get a He'll get software updates and still get supported because he has he has a Pixel 3. He's using it. Uh, it's a phone to him. You know, he doesn't jump up and down and do backflips for a uh, Pixel 3, but he does like it. He does like using it. Um, I, I should have uh, sent him the Pixel 4a anyways because uh, his birthday was on the 1st, so yesterday, April Fool's. I didn't pull any pranks on my dad because today pranks are just like, you know, text messages. It happens all the time. So April Fool's just didn't, didn't really feel like the day to go and joke and prank people. Sorry to say. Too many pranks done. You go on TikTok and that's all you really see is just pranks. <laughs> uh, 18 months uh, software guaranteed from, from date of sale doesn't apply. How could they guarantee you 18 months of software update? Uh, when did you buy it? Because... They can say 18 months software guaranteed, but if Google, and I mean Google as an entity says, all right, you know, end software support for Pixel 3, oh, that ends it. But then again, Pixels are, they're easy to, they're easy to mod. They're easy to mod because if you buy them from the Google store, whether it's brand new or refurbished, the bootloaders is not locked. It is not hard to learn how to install a custom recovery and then flash the phone. It's just not. All I got to do is just follow the step-by-step directions. And there's websites like XDA gives you pretty, pretty easily explainable um, instructions on how to do it. My Nexus 5X, I was able to flash that thing up to Android 10. <laughs> so, um, you know, and if you don't feel comfortable doing it, if you know someone that's willing to do it for you, see if they'll do it and keep it up to date. You mean 18 months software update guarantee? That doesn't negate, I mean, that doesn't override. And see, here's the thing. I don't know why that they 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 really screwed up by giving you that type of guarantee. How are they gonna guarantee you an 18 months software update on a device that they know its life expectancy ends this year? I mean. The, there is no going to them and saying, hey, 
You guys gave me an 18-month guarantee. It's November. Give me Android 12. Because they're not going to make Android 12 for the um, the Pixel 3. It's just not there. Now, an at-home developer is going to and upload and upload theirs on XDA for people to download and install. But you would have to know how to um, you would have to know how to root your Android device, install a custom recovery, and then flash the custom ROM. Like I said, it's not hard. Really, it's not that hard to do it. It's it's intimidating because the, the 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 guys and gals who build these custom ROMs and they tell you how to flash it onto your phone, they use a lot of big words in the tech space, and that can be very freaking intimidating. But if you follow the directions step by step, it's real easy to do. I bought it from the Google Store a few weeks ago. Now that's not going to change the fact that it's still going to end support, man. I mean, if you can get your money back for it, get your money back for it and go for something newer. Buy a Pixel 4a. I mean, you spent $249. Might as well go and just find you, you know, find someone who is selling a Pixel 4a for about, you know, 250 bucks, you know, 100 off and buy a 4a. Send that one back, man, because it's not going to. I mean, you can argue with Google all you want about it when there's no software support for the three. That's the best you're going to get from Google support. They are not going to upgrade your phone to Android 12 specifically just for you because you have an 18 month guaranteed warranty. They're not going to, it's not happening. <laughs> that sucks, man. I mean, if you're okay with it, stick with it. But if not, I would sell it. I would get a pixel 4a or 4a 5g. Might as well get your money's worth out of it. Or like, yeah, or just buy it. Just, uh, just buy a, a pixel 4a 5g. Find one that's, that's on sale, like through offer up or Macari or, eBay, find one on there, buy one, get that, and use your Pixel 3 for like a, a streaming webcam or, or a security cam. That's what I do. Like when I leave my place to go on vacation, this becomes my security cam. I place this in places around my house. This is my other pixels. I place it in different areas of my house, and it acts as a live security of video cam feed. I use an app called Alfred, and anywhere that I go, I can be at my dad's house in Oklahoma, go into the Alfred app and check what's going on in my place. I see exactly what's going on. I have a lot of um, wall bricks and uh, and charging cords. So I, they're all connected to a power source. They never lose connection. You know, The only time it will fail is if the power goes out and my Wi-Fi modem goes down. I mean, at least you got a one-year warranty on it. So if anything happens to it, you can get it replaced. But as far as like, you know, software updates, you're screwed there, man. I'm sorry to say it like that. It sounds so negative, but you're screwed. It's not going beyond October. I mean, shoot, next year? Next year would be what? It would be next year the Pixel 3a and the Pixel 4s will no longer get support. So I better enjoy it now because uh, I got the Pixel 4 in the middle of 2020, and then Carlos gave me the Pixel 5 in the end of 2020. Yeah. Um, this October would make the Pixel 4's uh, second, second year. And then next year, October, would be the Pixel 4's third year. And that's sad. How many of you guys have been on Twitter Spaces? Has anyone used it yet? Has anyone, like, gone on it? Or do you guys prefer Clubhouse? Like, like what's your deal? Because I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to talk about on Twitter Spaces. I don't know. I just figured, like, a regular conversation regular conversations and whatnot. And yeah, I am using the Nerdtron. <laughs> Add the other Chromebook setup. I was doing this the other day. Mute the mic. <laughs> so um, I was doing this the other way just so I can like, kind of play around with it and do um, like two different uh, views. It's kind of funny when I did this because I was just like, okay, I can be here 
chill like this, have this, have this uh, angle right now on the Nerdtron, and then switch it over and then do this one, like two different ones. I guess I figured I'd do it this way because, you know, I can always go here and just go like that. Show the Pixel 2. I miss using this phone. I might actually just throw one of my SIM cards in here and just use it just for nostalgic purposes, just for the hell of it. Well, I'm sure at the moment I power this thing on, it's going to have a buttload of updates, a buttload of updates to, to, to use. Let's see, TikTok is toxic. What parents wouldn't want their kids involved? Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> Sorry. I'm like literally here. Here's a funny thing, guys, guys and gals. Um, so I talked to a YouTube liaison. And um, they're like giving me advice about my live streams, cons considering it not like a full on shadow ban, but they, they do screen my live streams all the way through. Like I found out that my live streams actually gets reviewed is the reason why like, cause like some people can live stream for like one hour and you know, as soon as they end their broadcasting like 30 minutes later, it's like fully up on YouTube with the replay of the live chats. But mine's when I end it, like if I end it right now, it won't be viewable with the live chats until tomorrow. And it's it's a lot of like, you know, the things that I talk about, like they told me I'm pretty much edgy at this point now. Uh, I've talked about politics and stuff like that on the live stream. So I'm really going to start cutting back on that just because, um, yeah, I, I just don't want to be canceled. <laughs> I don't want to be canceled because it really like what, what was explained to me it almost seems like I could get canceled just for talking that way. So yeah, don't, I'm, I'm, you know, don't, don't think that I'm ignoring you, Michael, but those types of uh, conversations, I'll probably just leave to like a Twitter live stream or something like that. I mean, I know Twitter can cancel me too, but it's just, I don't know. TikTok needs to be, needs to do like Facebook and Twitter. There needs to be user rules to keep the platform safe for all users. There, there are rules on TikTok. There are rules on TikTok. Um, trust me, if I did something heinous like that, my video is not going to stay up forever. You know, it has to be reported unless they have people that catch it. But it's just like, like YouTube, like somewhere on the YouTube space. And I'm not kidding. Somewhere on the YouTube space, there's porn. There is. It just hasn't been flagged. And people who have found it for some reason don't want to report it. So, I mean, even YouTube has its dark spaces. It, it, it's not very big and it's not easy to find, but. It is. I mean, there's people who who've uploaded movies and haven't gotten caught for having movies on their YouTube channel, which infringes, you know, it's copyright. Um, I saved, uh, what was that movie with Chuck Norris and that, that one kid from, um, I think he's from, he's from the never ending story. Oh, what the heck is, what is that movie called? Um, Sidekicks. Uh, it was one of my favorite movies, uh, comedy movies. Um, anyways, so uh, I knew where to find it on YouTube to watch it. And watch it for free. And now the video is deleted. It's gone because obviously the person, someone stitched it out and, and the person probably got hit by YouTube with uh, you have 24 hours to take it down. So the person took it down. Um, but then some of my favorite anime movies like Vampire Hunter D, you can find copies of it on YouTube. So I mean, it's, it's things like that. I know it's not comparable to what you're referencing to, Michael. I know what you're talking about and what happened, you know, with, with the kid. And, you know, that's that's pretty sick and and, uh, and sad. But uh, at the same time, too, you know, um, there's rules on TikTok. Every platform has it um, to run here, run here in the U.S. It's just it probably just needs to be better because Twitter, even Twitter has stuff on there that breaks it. I mean, there's people on Twitter who pretty much run their Twitter profile just like um, just like OnlyFans. Um, it's there. I've seen it. So. Uh, every place has its dark spaces, even Facebook. You know, just they pick and choose what to monitor. So, um, anyways, guys, thanks for joining me on this broadcast for Friday. Hopefully, your guys' weekend is going to be awesome and amazing. And um, like I said, follow me on Twitter because I may open up a space later on tonight and just chit-chat for fun. And, you know, Michael, if you want to come in there and, and, and chat along or whatever, you know, of course, I'll give you the mic to talk. Um, it's nothing's recorded, nothing on my, uh, I'll put it right now on my Twitter spaces. Nothing that goes on there will be recorded and uploaded anywhere. You know, it's just open dialogue. Once I end it, it's gone. Uh, no replay, nothing, none of that stuff. So 
uh, pretty much like what Clubhouse is. But I need to start using it, otherwise Twitter's going to take away my access to it. <laughs> Hopefully they don't take it, take away my access now when I want to use it tonight. But I hope to see some of y'all there. And um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Thanks uh, to Gene, Michael, Kimon. Um, who else was in here? Uh, ben, Red Rum, uh, Bobby Warren. Um, thank you guys so much for popping in and hanging out with this old guy here. Really appreciate you guys. Anyone that watches the replay, um, hashtag uh, Pixel Fanboy. So I know you guys watched it all the way up to this point. And yeah, that's pretty much it. I'll see you guys Monday. Um, the the members only live stream. I'll do that tomorrow. Um, so we'll have that tomorrow, definitely. Gene with the super chat right right when I'm about to end it. Thank you so much for the super sticker, bro. Uh, I'll look back on the replay to see what the sticker is. But yeah, um, members only live. So if you want to be able to watch that live stream and that live stream, I don't monetize it. It's free for all open. Um, just become a member. You can join any one of the membership tiers. The The live stream is open to all member, all membership tiers. So if you want to be in that, uh, become a member and uh, you'll get access to it. So I'll see you guys tomorrow. I'll see, I'll see the members tomorrow. And uh, hopefully I see you guys on my Twitter space tonight. Till then. Peace.